Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegaragerockshow. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris, you're flying solo this week because I totally fucked up and I screwed up and I didn't save our episode that we recorded last night. Uh, So sorry to Aaron, George, and Charles who all made an appearance last night. Uh, I, I had, I don't know, I, my computer restarted, it had a forced update and a restart, and uh, I had the file sitting in Adobe, and it just, it went away, it disappeared, and it's never happened before, so it's a total bummer. So I'm going to run through this week's uh, headlines uh, a little bit for the rock world, and uh, uh, give you guys uh, some of the headlines for the rock uh, news this week, but after that, I thought I'd just like maybe tell some kind of stories, I have a, f- a really funny concert story uh from one time when i took acid like a long time ago and i thought i'd tell you guys that story it's kind of an adventure it's a it's a little crazy story so i'll save that for the end of the podcast so uh stick around for that today but today is friday july 26 it is episode number 70 and we do have some giveaways all you got to do is text the word podcast to 68683 go through the steps to confirm your entries for this week's giveaway uh, Megadeth's new three CD set, Warheads on Foreheads, Pink Floyd, the Early Years DVD CD combo, or Long Strange Trip, Untold Story of the Grateful Dead Blu ray. Your choice. Just text the word podcast to 68683 and enter for the month of July. All right. New albums out today uh, on the Billboard charts. Looks like stuff from, what do we got? Andy Grammer, Chance the Rapper of Monsters and Men. Soundgarden has a new album out live from the Artist Den. So that's definitely worth picking up. Sugar Ray has a new album. I can't believe that. Uh, Violent Femmes as well. That one's pretty cool. Called Hotel Last Resort. So check that one out. So some of the new uh, rock news this week for the month of July 26th here. Uh, for the week of July 26, 2019 rather. Uh, Tool releasing this artwork here. Tool's new artwork. Uh, it's featuring like some kind of gold looking um, logo. And it says August 30th, 2019. And that's of course the new release date. For the new album from Tool, we don't have any info on it really other than just this artwork that was released uh, and the date. It's supposed to be coming out August 30th, so there you go. Um, More rock news this week. I thought this was really cool. Beastie Boys have released uh, a pretty cool shoe in in partnership with Adidas. Uh, Beastie Boys, normally they don't lend their name out for marketing very often, so you know that they had to really approve this and design this with the team. And uh, it's pretty cool, man. It's coming out in skate shops all across the country. And it's called the Adidas Skateboarding and Beastie Boys Americana. And it's for sale. It started yesterday. It's got like the gray um, cotton jersey liner and a white shoe along with um, it's like a gum sole. Pretty cool. And uh, it's all in the anniversary of their legendary 1989 album Paul's Boutique. It's the 30th anniversary of that album, so they're releasing these shoes as kind of a throwback to 1989, and uh, you can pick those up, so check it out. All right, more rock news this week. Looks like Getty Lee says the upcoming theatrical release of Rush, Cinema Strongy Auto 2019, will serve as a testament to the band's final tour. 
The movie takes its name from, of course, the Hemisphere's track off their 1978 album. It was La Via Strangiato. Great track. And uh, we didn't know at the time when we were watching Rush in 2015 that it was going to be their last tour. Uh, but it was on their R40 tour. It was their celebration of their 40th anniversary. I mean, a lot of the fans, I think, in the crowd kind of felt that maybe this might be one of the last big tours, but we didn't know it was the last tour because Neil Peart, um, the drummer from Rush, uh, he can't physically do it. And he said that he's just he can't do that stuff anymore and he can't tour um, up to a caliber. He set the bar really high for himself. He's a very disciplined musician. And when you can't pull off some of those solos and passages that you've been doing your whole life and your whole career, I'm sure that's really got to suck. And so he just didn't want to kind of go out with a whimper. They went out with a bang. And uh, props to them for that. But make sure you guys check out that um, video that's going to be coming out. Rush Cinema Strongiato 2019. That's going to be coming out later this year. So uh, can't wait for that. 21 Pilots in the news this week as well as they've reached another milestone. They are now the first band to see every song on two albums, gold, gold or platinum, after all the tracks from Vessel in 2013 and Blurry Face in 2015 have reached that certification. So pretty impressive for 21 Pilots, man. They just seem to be setting records left and right. And, of course, they got a huge tour this summer and fall. It's called the Bandito Tour, and its first date's coming up in Tampa on October 9th. Most of the dates are already sold out. Uh, I'm sure you guys are aware of that. Uh, Soundgarden in the news this week. This was interesting. Uh, apparently, surviving Soundgarden members would like to complete unfinished recordings. Guitarist Kim Thiel told Music Radar in a new interview that he and other surviving members of the band would like to add their parts to demos that were recorded by late frontman Chris Cornell for a now-abandoned seventh album, but they can't get a hold of the files. He said, quote, We tried to get this going two years ago, but we're not in possession in, of any of the demos that Chris was working on. We have copies of them, but what we need are the files, so we need that to be able to overdub and finish the record. We're not in possession of those, so it seems to be tied up in a bunch of legal stuff. We were talking about it earlier, uh, a couple weeks back, about how, uh, unfortunately, Chris Cornell's estate is kind of up for um, in a bunch of legal nonsense right now between his ex-wife, his kids, and it's just kind of sad. And the band has some recordings that they just want to finish the album, you know, probably put that chapter behind them, and they can't do it. So uh, hopefully they get that all sorted out. Uh, Blink-182 doing some uh, uh, interesting marketing as they posted a phone number where you can hear some new music. If you call it 323-831-0182, you can hear a snippet of the new song, which is actually coming out today. By the time you guys hear this podcast, it'll already be out. The new single is called Dark Side. Uh, and uh, Blink-182 doing a lot of clever marketing for this new album. And speaking of clever marketing, seems like bands are having to do more and more of this kind of stuff these days. Chevelle has a new beer with Revolution Brewing. It's called La Gargola. And uh, it's uh, the, it's named after the band's 2014th uh, seventh album that came out. It was called La Gargola. So that's the name of the beer. And it's with Windy City Brewery, uh, Revolution Brewing in Chicago. And it's coming out on Thursday, August 1st. And, and check it out. If you guys are in the Chicago area and you're checking out Lollapalooza, they're going to be at the Revolution Brew Pub, which is right down the street. And they're going to do a pre-party that night with a release of the beer and a performance, which is pretty cool so check that out crow milk of course is the protein based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom Charles you know from harvesting crows eggs 
uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that, I don't give a fuck mentality yeah. on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow, yeah, crow milk. Drink <laughs> it. Drink it and, and be one with, with your own, um, with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk, so. Thank you, crow milk. All right, let's move on to On This Day in Music History Trivia, guys. In 1986, this artist hits number one in the U.S. with one of his biggest solo tracks of his career, bumping his old band out of the top spot. Was it A, David Lee Roth from Van Halen, Ozzy from Black Sabbath, or C, Peter Gabriel from Genesis? On this day, 1986, this artist hits number one with his solo tracks, bumping his former band out of that top spot. It was Peter Gabriel, formerly of Genesis, of course, with the track Sledgehammer, one of the coolest music videos and fucking awesome tracks. Uh, Bumping his old band Genesis was number one at the time with Invisible Touch in 1986. All right, we got another trivia question. In 1968, a riot erupts at Chicago's Grant Park after this band fails to appear for a free concert. Was it A, The Grateful Dead, B, Sly and the Family Stone, or C, The Doors? This was 1968, a riot erupting in Chicago's Grant Park after this band fails to appear for a free concert. It was B, Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, It was uh, right after Democratic National Convention riots in 1968 over the Vietnam War. A lot of people were just really... In a bad spot like that, uh, people were just uh, pissed off and uh, out on the streets. It was supposed to be a goodwill offering by the city, from the city officials to the area's youths, to uh, from, kind of make up for more than uh, some last-minute no-shows and for all the stuff that was going on at the time. Well, it disintegrated into a riot because Sly and the Family Stone never even showed up. 162 people, including 126 police officers, were injured. Uh, cars were overturned, set ablaze. People were shot. Before its fury was exhausted, the mob rampaged through the loop, breaking hundreds of windows and looting jewelry in department stores, and they arrested 160 people. Crazy, right? On this day in 1968. All right, some movie TV entertainment news this week. Jay and Silent Bob have rebooted the, the their franchise, and it's called the Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, and the official trailer is out, and there's a lot of guest appearances on it from a lot of comedians. Check it out for yourselves. It's pretty funny. Also, Tom Hanks released a new trailer He's going to be Mr. Rogers for the new movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Also, uh, it's apparently about a cynical reporter, this guy, Matthew Rise. Um, It's a true story about this guy that had to do a story on Mr. Rogers. Thought he was like, oh, probably full of shit or whatever, but it turned out to actually be like a pretty cool story. So there you go. (laughs) Also, this week, Fast and Furious Stuntman is in a medical-induced coma. Stuntman Joe Watt, which is apparently Vin Diesel's stunt double, is in a medically-induced coma after a serious onset head injury. His credits include stunts for Mission Impossible, Jurassic World, Solo, A Star Wars Story, and more. So we hope he gets better. 
And on that note, one of my friends and uh, soccer players, uh, teammates, all-around good guy, Richard Minnelli, is uh, currently recovering from a medically induced coma where he also suffered a head injury on the 4th of July um, in an unrelated kind of thing. Uh, but we're we're sending out positive vibes to him. We're sending out positive thoughts. If you guys are in the Merced area and you want to stop by Rancho Del Rey Golf Course, you can purchase the Rick um, uh, Ricky T21 bracelets, which are these blue, uh, blue bracelets that if you donate $10, it goes to help his medical costs as well. And if you search for it on uh, GoFundMe, Richard Minnelli, you can donate that way as well. So uh, speedy recovery, Rick. Uh, all right, more movie entertainment news this week. Uma Thurman and Quentin Tarantino apparently amending their feud. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you guys remember back then, Uma Thurman kind of revealed that she got in this severe car accident during the film filming of Kill Bill, where Quentin Tarantino kind of like, he's like, no, your hair has to be blown in the wind the right way. You got to get up to 40 miles per hour. And it was in this like real crappy car. The car seat wasn't even like uh, bolted down properly. Well, she got in an accident. And the steering wheel, like, really screwed her up. And so she was upset with him for quite some time with that. And apparently Harvey Weinstein tried to bribe her, and it was this whole big, horrible thing. Now, apparently, they buried the hatchet, and they are talking about a third kill bill. Uh, That's kind of surprising. So apparently Quentin Tarantino said he was only going to do 10 films. Not really sure if he's going to be sticking to that, but that could mean Kill Bill could be Quentin Tarantino's last movie. And speaking of Tarantino, of course, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came came out today. I'm going to be checking it out after I get done recording this show with you guys. And I'm going to give a review for you next week and see how it, uh, you know, it's going to be a wild one. I can't see, can't wait to see what he does with this. And uh, all right, so moving on. Sylvester Stallone apparently pissed. He does not own any of the stuff for the Rocky series. He's angry that he's deprived of an equity stake in the franchise. He says, quote, I have zero ownership of Rocky. Every word, every syllable, every grammatical error was all my fault. It was shocking that it never came to be, but I was told, hey, you got paid, so what are you complaining about? Um, so that sucks, man. I mean, he wrote and directed the first one, starred in it. It was a really good movie, um, and it's kind of a bummer that somehow he must have signed something, signed his uh, rights away in order to get paid back then, which is a bummer. Um, more movie TV entertainment news. Wesley Snipes is uh, on board for the Blade reboot. That's right. Marvel's going to be rebooting um, Blade with uh, Mahershala Ali. He's going to be playing the titular character that Snipes once played, uh, and Snipes is okay with it. So that's going to be coming out, uh, I think, sometime next year. And HBO Max is coming out October 29th. Subscription features, product demos, pricing is all coming out. That has not been reported yet, but they have set the date for the new series or excuse me, new service from HBO called HBO Max, October 29th, so heads up on that. Also heads up for Criterion fans, as the spine number 1000 has been announced, it is the Godzilla, the Showa-era films, 1954-1975, a 15-film box set, which is going to be coming out on, what does it say here, October 29th? And here's the deal. If you wait till November, there's a 50% off sale at Barnes & Nobles, and you can get it for just 90 bucks for all 15 movies on Blu-ray in 4K. Pretty awesome, right? Uh, Sports Minute this week. Looks like the Olympics are going to be debuting surfing. That's right, on Japan's Shonen Coast, which is 50 kilometers south of Tokyo. That is regarded as the birthplace of the country's modern surf culture. Apparently... It's starting now. The surfing competition is running from July 26th to August 2nd with the exact schedule dependent on wave conditions. 
It's not confirmed whether it's going to be at the Paris 2024 Olympics. And you got to wonder, in other Olympics where they don't have a lot of water, like maybe, say, Russia, how would they achieve surfing? Not really sure. Uh, We'll have to see. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Ball Jack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Ball Jack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his ball jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball Great. jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. World news this week uh, says June was the hottest on record once again. National Oceanic and Ameri- uh, Atmospheric Administration said it was the hottest month on record dating back to the 1880s, beating out June of 2016, which was the last record holder. It rose about 1.7 degrees to 60.6 degrees for the national, or excuse me, global temperature. That's uh, 1.7 degrees warmer than it was. Uh, And Europe has broken its temperature records by a significant amount. Heat waves all over Europe, uh, in Russia, Africa, Asia, and South America. We didn't get as hit hard this year uh, in North America, um, but certain areas of the country definitely did. Um, crazy, right? All right. Hawaiian protesters seek to block telescope project, but state vows to proceed. Uh, we were looking at these pictures last night, and uh, man, these guys are trying to uh, block these people from making these. Um, apparently, there's a bunch of telescopes already up there, but they want to make a huge one. And they say that Native Hawaiians are saying the project will disturb holy ground, crucial to their connection with ancestors and the heavens. And they're blocking the roads. So more power to them. I think that's pretty cool. And they can stand up for the history of that sacred ground instead of, you know, another telescope that they already got a bunch. I mean, come on, guys. Um, All right. More world news. ASAP Rocky has been charged with assault in Sweden over his alleged involvement in a street brawl. And he's in jail. And he could be charged with up to two years in prison if convicted. They are saying they're not believing his self-defense and provocation excuse. These guys apparently were harassing some women at a bar or a club um, that were, and then ended up following ASAP Rocky and his uh, bodyguard. Then one of them hit the bodyguard over the head with a pair of headphones, and it escalated from there, and now he's in uh, jail. Even President uh, Trump, who last week urged Swedish Prime Minister Stefan Löfven to free the rapper and said he was willing to vouch for mayor's bail. Uh, he said that he will not influence mayor's legal case, which is just its crazy how many people are getting involved in this. Uh, I'm going to post these photos here on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the garage rock show. Check it out. There's this photo of this guy on the hoverboard. He was trying to set a world record going across the English channel on a hoverboard. And he had an assault rifle in his hand because it was of course for Bastille day, which is the 110th anniversary of the first powered flight between Britain and France. And it's kind of a military holiday. So he had a gun and he's flying and a hoverboard over the English Channel, but he was supposed to get to this refueling platform in the middle, but he it failed. It, he was knocked into the water, had a technical difficulty. <laughs> it was made for a pretty funny little scene. Uh, in memoriam this week, sadly, Blade Runner star Rutger Hauer has passed away. 
died at the age of 75. He, of course, appeared in lots of movies, but most notably known uh, in Blade Runner. He was in Sin City, Batman Begins. Um, Just a great actor. Sad to see him pass away. All right, there was a huge conspiracy this week about an untouched In-N-Out burger found lying on Queen Street in New York at 6.30 a.m. Somebody snapped a photo of it, and uh, it's like a pristine double-double. Here's the thing. There's no In-N-Out burgers east of Kansas City. So it had to have been flown in from somewhere like Kansas City, Texas, on a private jet to New York. And then someone left it on the ground face side up. And uh, this guy from California that's been living in New York saw it. He recognized the rapper. He recognized it. He was waiting for a flight or something and uh, went over to it. And he couldn't believe it. He didn't eat it. He picked it up, though. And uh, it was like a pristine double-double. And he's like, who, who at 6.30 in the morning would leave a pristine double-double on the streets of New York? And I was thinking to myself, Action Bronson. What if he's out there filming something? He's from Queens. He likes shit like that. He likes, you know, he would have a private jet. He'd have the ways and means to do it. Even Denny Warnick, In-N-Out's vice president, said in a statement he was surprised to hear about it. He said, quote, because our burgers are only cooked fresh to order in six states, it must have taken considerable planning for that burger to make the trip from the grill all the way to the Empire State. So I'm saying it was Action Bronson. Maybe he'll come out and uh, (laughs) claim it. Who knows, right? All right. Uh, This was an interesting what the fuck this week. As a woman was arrested after pouring alcohol into Taco Bell drive-thru employee's mouth. Uh, There's a picture of the lady, and uh, she's not a bad-looking lady, uh, younger Looks like she's 23 years old uh, from Oregon. She went to this Taco Bell in the drive-thru and apparently tried to pour Hennessy in the Taco Bell employee's mouth. And apparently the, the guy's saying that he didn't even drink it after the cops interviewed. He said that it got all over himself and he didn't actually consume it, which is just totally crazy. But apparently the whole thing was caught by the sheriff who was sitting in the parking lot eating Taco Bell, watching the drive-thru while this was happening. So... Uh, here's your sign, right? Stupid lady. (laughs) Uh, all right. So this was, uh, kind of crazy as well. Um, a bottle traveled all the way from Michigan to Florida in the course of 24 years. Um, this is interesting. A man drank out of a whiskey bottle, wrote a little letter saying, Hey, whoever finds this, here's my phone number. Give me a call. Well, the guy found it. This was in 1995, wrote that letter, right? Guy found it this year in Florida and called it. The guy picks up and he's like, hey, I found this note. And he's like, what? Really? I can't believe the guy had the same phone number for the past whatever, 24 years. Uh, but apparently they met up and uh, the guy, they're friends now. So crazy, right? Anyway. Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beast on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, 
sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake. Yar, you need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious. It's krillicious. Yar. All right, so that's our regular episode for you guys tonight. I told you I was going to tell you a story about uh, one of my first major acid trips that I had and a concert that I went to. Uh, it was the String Cheese Incident. It was in Berkeley. This was 2007. Went with my friend Dino. And it was it just turned out to be one of the craziest like concert experiences I had. And just... I'll, I'll, t- I'll start from the beginning. So we went there. And if you ever been to the Greek Theater in Berkeley, it's a really awesome venue. It's like outdoors. It's like an old uh, Roman theater type thing. It's got like big stairs, thick brick stairs that lead up to a um, lawn section up at the very top. And it's got seating that are just concrete bench type seating that goes all the way down to a main bowl. So we were out there, and it was, um, I think it was Disco Biscuits, Sound Tribe Sector 9, and String Cheese Incident. String Cheese was doing a two-night stay that weekend in Berkeley, and each night they had two different styles of opening bands. Like the night I went on Saturday, it was more electronic-focused with Sound Tribe and Disco Biscuits. The next night it was Hot Buttered Rum, String Band, and I think Railroad Earth uh, as the opening band. So it was more of a bluegrass thing the next night. So we went on the electronic night, and um, right when we got there, it was during Disco Biscuits set, and I saw this guy, and I've seen him at a bunch of other shows like uh, Phil Esch and Friends, kind of the jam band shows. You can't miss him because he's just like, he was this super white guy with red hair, and he'd always wear very bright tie-dye t-shirts. Couldn't miss him, and you'd always see his eyes, and he'd always have these you know big old saucers for pupils. He'd always be tripping or whatever. So I knew that was the dude with the doses. And so we go up to him, and I just had him uh, dose my water bottle. And I think he had it in a um, Visine bottle, uh, the acid. And so he just sprays a little bit into my water bottle. And so I just drink it all, right? And I'm just uh, starting to hang out a little bit, starting to feel it just a little bit, not, nothing, nothing crazy or anything. Before I know it, I'm just kind of like, I guess, laying on the grass. And uh, I start just kind of just not rolling around, but just like having, you know, messing around, I guess, on the grass a little bit. And uh, so I'm starting to attract attention, I guess, to myself uh, in a funny way. And then these people are starting to come up around. And the guys like I remember one of the guys was like, I want whatever that guy's on. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, the guy that was still selling doses, he sold so many doses that night. Uh, I, I I wouldn't even imagine how many people were tripping at that show. Honestly, when I when I started to get up and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm feeling good. Let's go down, try and get a seat, you know. I remember walking through that crowd at the concert and it was just like a sea of tripping people. Like everybody was tripping. It just seemed that way maybe because I was tripping so hard that it just seemed like everybody's face was tripping as well like everybody was having 
a blast, a good time. And it seemed like everybody's eyes were just, you know, bugged out of their minds. And it was just such a fun atmosphere. I remember one of the, the coolest tracks of the night that they did right in the middle when my, my trip was starting to get going and getting good. They did this really cool mashup. It's one it's one of the only videos of the I've looked for concert footage of this show. And there's only two videos out there on YouTube of the night that I was there. And one of the videos was uh, from one of the coolest little songs of the night. It was Bob Marley's Stir It Up into I Know You Rider from The Grateful Dead back into Stir It Up. And it was a great little slow reggae jam into this fast-paced, frenetic kind of, you know, Grateful Dead jam into the uh, slower-paced skin of the reggae jam. And it just kind of summed up the whole... The night, you know, how you're feeling. Like, String Cheese is one of those bands that they have a very good pulse on the the crowd, and they kind of set up the set list in a way they know people are tripping at their shows. They're very aware of all that, just like the Grateful Dead. And they design their set list like a drug trip. You know, it kind of, it has highs and lows. They know you want to dance. They know you want to chill. They know you want to space out. They know you want to start rocking. So it's like all those kind of things. Uh, that's why I like seeing those shows, man, because they just really take you somewhere with all that stuff. So anyway, so right, the, the trip's going good. Everything's going all right. They're, and then they're like, all right, let's break for the set. So then the night starts to kind of come in. It's starting to get darker, starting to get cooler, starting to get wild. You know, whenever you're at like a, a big show or a festival, whenever the night starts coming, that's when the fun starts happening, right? And people start you know, really having a good time. The drugs are kicking in. Alcohol's kicking in. Everybody's starting to smoke. <clears throat> so the second set's just starting to get going, right? Like, they're starting to take the stage. And you could tell they're gearing it up for, like, an electronic type of um, intro. And the, all this, all of a sudden, this, this stuff starts happening. It seemed like one thing after another. It could have been because I was tripping, uh, and it just felt that way. <clears throat> But I swear it was like a series of events that just started happening. So first on the stage, there was some kind of a technical issue, like somebody's input of their guitar or the microphone was clicking and clacking and creating this like little, not feedback, but a very annoying sound on stage, right? And they're trying to figure it out. They're having each band member play and then they turn them down, then they turn them up. And they're going through each member of the band on stage. And this is during the performance. This is not a sound check, right? Like, they're supposed to have had all this stuff figured out. And they're kicking off the second set. Like, everybody's, like, cheering. Like, yeah, let's get it going. You know, second set, right on. And it's, like, this technical difficulty. And for the first, like, it seemed like forever. But it must have been genuinely at least five or six minutes of the song. They're doing this, like, sound check. And they're trying to figure out where this, like, problem is lying in the audio, right? During that time, in the crowd, it seems like whenever you're tripping or something, like stuff like that, it just starts like um, messing with your trip. And you're just like, you start getting antsy or you start getting agitated or you start getting more aware or like scared or paranoid or whatever, right? So it seemed like as this was happening on the stage and the band was getting frustrated and everything was going to crap, uh, in the crowd, <clears throat> all of a sudden behind us, this water bottle comes out of nowhere and hits somebody in front of us. I couldn't see who or what it hit. But apparently it turns out it was a guy's uh, wife that this water bottle hit, right? So this dude 
the the dude's wife, or excuse me, the the, the wife's uh, husband starts coming up the stairway of the the crowd. This is you know like at an angle, and like I was saying, it's like all cement benches. And this dude is fucking pissed. He's got the water bottle in his hand, and he's like, "Who's the motherfucker that threw that water bottle? Who is it? Who is it?" And everybody's just like looking back, like where that water bottle came from. And eventually he found out who it was. I don't know how, like, uh, someone maybe pointed at him or something. But they started fucking brawling. Like, he fucking swung at him right away. And the dude, like, tackled him. And then they start rolling down these cement steps. Which are, like, they're very thick, big cement steps. And it's, like, they're fucking rolling down. They're fucking fighting. People are, like trying to you know some people are thinking it's funny some people are like genuinely like oh my god stop you know guys are gonna get hurt and i really thought they were gonna get hurt too because one of them could hit the hit their head on the back of one of those steps like super easy and they're really thick big steps so anyway that shit's going on right (laughs) and on stage they still haven't found this fucking technical problem yet and it's like getting worse and you could tell the band's like getting more and more frustrated they only got like one or two instruments going on the stage and they still can't figure out this fucking thing. So I'm like, tell, I turned Dino and I'm like, dude, we need to get the fuck out of here. Like all of a sudden, it just like your fight, my fight or flight kicked in. And with all the chaos that was going on with this fight right next to us, the crowd, the technical difficulties on the stage. And he's like, yeah, OK, all right, let's go. And we start making our way out of the um, show And it was, like, just the craziest fucking scene, man. Like, going out of that show, I mean, everybody was just full bore tripping their balls off. And I was as well. You know, I could feel my eyes, like, pulsating. You know, you got, like, like kind of, like, tears of joy that are coming down because you're tripping so hard certain times. And you're going through the crowd, and you're seeing everybody almost on the same level as as that. And it was just one of those shows that it always stood out in my mind as just being totally crazy like that, right? And we finally make our way out of the the show and we're in the in front of the venue and as we're crossing the street, I remember I had a poster in my left hand and this fucking car like didn't realize there was a stop sign or a crosswalk and all that stuff and we were like a big little chunk of the concert crowd crossing and he slams on his brakes fucking crazy it was like out of a scene of a movie he's just slamming on his brakes come into this like fishtail skid right in front of um all of us crossing and a lot of us like kind of brace for impact but for whatever reason i didn't really even i didn't even like look at the car like i just like put my my poster like on the side of me and i swear the poster that's how close he came to hitting my leg was he hit the poster instead of my leg which was rolled up you know in this thing and i was like thinking that it was like a fucking joke or something it was crazy man i didn't even i look back on it like i wasn't even scared at that car screeching into our thing that could have like ran over like 20 of us at that one time but anyway so we're leaving the show and then the last kind of crazy thing of the night we're thinking that this whole time we had um a, a hotel to go to right i had booked online at booking.com a hotel right and it was right down the street and everything it said everything was fine I, I never got a call from anybody so we go inside there and they're like you know it took them like almost 10 minutes once I gave them the printout I had a printout of the reservation you know everything on there says the amount the date all that stuff right and then so she comes back like 10 minutes later 
Oh, they didn't they didn't tell you guys? I'm like, what? Oh no, the, we're overbooked. Uh this this uh reservation isn't valid. Um they were supposed to let you know that uh we we can't accept this or whatever. I'm like, what do you mean you can't accept this? She's like, well, you went through booking.com, right? Or whatever it was, hotels.com. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, that's a third-party thing and blah, blah, blah. Started going through the whole thing. Basically, long story short, we didn't have a hotel that night. And they, it, they were all booked up because it was the night of the show. So my buddy, all he's got is a single cab truck with no truck bed or anything. But he had a tarp in the back. And I remember we he slept in the truck bed and I slept in the or no, I slept in the truck bed. He slept inside the truck cab and we had the tarp. And this is like in Berkeley, though, where it was fucking like it wasn't raining, but it was basically like, you know, misty in the air. And man, I remember waking up just covered in like dew and water after such a crazy night of tripping and uh, all of that. So that was my story for uh, String Cheese Incident Show in Berkeley at the Greek Theater, July 22nd, 2007. And I was thinking, wow, that was not too long ago, uh, the anniversary of that. Uh, Just a couple days ago, it would have been 12 years ago that that show happened. And it was the last time I took acid. So I always have that kind of memory of that crazy, crazy night. So there you go. That's the story. And once again, sorry guys, we had a great episode that we recorded with George and uh, Charles and Aaron, and it got deleted. I learned from the lesson this uh, from that mistake, and uh, always gonna make a backup immediately and not let it sit on the computer. Sometimes it happens, you know, when you're uh, having fun and you you know after we record, we we go out and have a you know everybody's having a smoke, get something to eat. And for whatever reason, my computer just like turned off and updated during that time and I lost the file. So lesson learned, not going to happen again. But if it does, then, you know, maybe I'll tell some more stories or something like that. So anyway, if you've been listening this far, thank you guys for tuning in. Check us out, of course, online. However, you get your podcasts every week, the garage rock and on our Facebook page uh, and on our Facebook page, we always post our photos and set lists, all that good stuff. Facebook.com slash the garage rock show. We'll see you next week, guys. Have a good one. Peace. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.